this is Winston, and I am here with my brother, T. Caston Terrence. He is phenomenal. Great to have you on the Creativity Cocktail podcast, brother. You are amazing, amazing, amazing. And I've asked him to be on this because not only he's a great friend, so any of you who've seen pictures from Super Loser or from some of the other work, the Creativity Cocktail Live last year, my brother here was so gracious to help us with all of that stuff. So welcome, man. Great to have you. Hey, man, it's great to be here. And uh, as, as the old folks say, it's good to be uh, seen and not viewed. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, that is, <laughs> that is so appropriate, there's no hey, doubt. Hey, we, we, in them, we in them times, okay? <laughs> and I tell you, these days, I always, yeah. when we first started the podcast, I would always jump right into creativity and what's going on with that. But yeah. it's on the way the world is these days, it's always important for us to talk about how you are doing, yeah. how you're reacting to our current environment, yeah. some of the things that you're up to and around that. So whether it's the pandemic or the um, all of the... Um, social upheavals that we yeah. are legitimately growing, going through, all of that stuff. I want to get your thoughts on that as we kick Sure. It. You know, it's, a, it, it's a, an interesting time that we live in. And as this all began to unfold, <clears throat> um, I took a pause and really began to just think about what it could mean to us as time evolved and you know as i have with the majority of my life i always think ahead and say how do i want to end up and do i want to be on the right side of history when it's done so i did the same with this yeah. you know it started out with of course coronavirus and COVID 19 and in that moment i spoke to my family and said you know these are unprecedented times and as creatives, we need to make sure we capture this. So one of the first things that uh, I did along with one of my daughters was began photographing all of the immediate changes that took place. So I've got a full documentary of images that we went out and captured when we first shut the world down. That's These wonderful. are signages of buildings and people's practices changing and people wearing masks for the first time. And I took my drone out and flew over the mall the first Saturday that it went into lockdown. And, and I have an aerial image of the entire city, which looked like something out of a sci-fi movie that was completely barren at 2 p.m. on a Saturday. So we began documenting. I stood up a Facebook page called uh, Corona uh, Virus Chronicles. Yep, so I've you guys check one. that out. I've right. There you go. And, and so the whole purpose of that was as we venture into this unknown, you know, you're going to forget more than you remember. So I wanted to capture the fun stuff, the serious stuff, the drastic changes that have happened in our lives. And that's going to be an amazing page to go back to years from now and see all the craziness that happened. So, you know, I've taken it pretty serious from that respect. And then immediately behind it because we're in this crazy year called 2020 was the social unrest and the same uh, my daughter is a journalism student and so uh, we once again took to the streets and I have documented and been a part of many of the marches in Atlanta 
and even some of the small towns, Ackworth, Georgia, and Kennesaw, and Marietta, places that you never imagined a Black Lives Matter movement happening was happening. And so we've captured all of that in photos and in video just for documentary purposes, haven't even decided how I will pull all of that together, but it has been so enlightening for my daughter to see, for me to be involved and hopefully give a voice to some of these young people. Um, and then followed that up by uh, doing a few um, Zoom uh, conferences myself. My first one was with uh, several law enforcement officers, black and white. And uh, it I, was, I think uh, I saw that one. That was really yeah, powerful stuff, man. Yeah, it was it was about p policing in America is what it was called. Right. And just understanding from a police officer's perspective, what is the right way to police and what is the wrong way to police? And so right. th those are the things that, you know, I've been involved in just trying to, as with everybody else, go with the flow because right. every day seems to bring something new. Yeah, I've made this comment, and I believe it, that this year, we'll remember it historically for, oh, yeah. for, for a variety, variety of reasons. But the other thing that's really important for us all to understand is that we're all, no matter what our, whatever, where we come from, we're all going through a sort of a trauma by yeah. going through all of this stuff. So <laughs> whether you're rich or not, whether you're black or white, you, we are all going through the trauma. It might affect people more. Right. Know? Because you ain't got no food, that's one. That's a different kind of trauma. Oh, different trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, or if yeah. you lose your job, that's a different trauma than watching yeah. it on TV. But nonetheless, it's still a trauma. Yeah, it's, it's still it's still something that'll affect it. And you know, and I'm always of this thought process, and probably one of the reasons why we created this org is that we're trying to help people when they're going through psychological moments like this, and like yeah. how do they unleash their creativity when they're going through stuff? And this is a this is the time when that's happening. So tell yeah. us a little bit about you and your creative path. Like I, I shared some of the awesome stuff you've done for me, brother, but um, yeah. you're doing so many amazing things. Um, so, you know, I, I, first and foremost, I consider myself just a regular guy, like, uh, like anybody else out here trying to find, find my way. And uh, a regular you know, guy. I, I got a little, I got a little, little history behind me that helps me in terms of being a little wiser than most. <laughs> um, I, I, through Corona, I've decided to let, let a little gray grow out. I think I've earned this. Um, Please, brother. I've been, I've, been getting, I've been getting gray since I was 28 years old. And okay. you can imagine what it lo I look like a Barack Obama. I was, <laughs> you was, you've been covering for a while. Then, huh? <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's really just been a journey for me. Um, my my first, and, first and true love was photography, right? Um, started out uh, probably at 14, 15 years old. Uh, it's it's kind of amazing because it was a gift that was passed down from an aunt who was deaf mute and uh, always showed up at all the events with a camera, a box camera, a Polaroid, something to photograph the moments. And it amazed me at a kid of five and six years old was when she let me, of her or, or did she, or did she give you something, or was it just her example that you followed? It, it was first and foremost, as a kid, she let me take pictures. Oh wow! 
Polaroids where you push the button, it comes yeah, out, you're sitting yeah, there waving yeah, it, yeah. or either uh, box cameras that were black and white that she later developed and would show me later. Okay. So um, as a matter of fact, I actually have my very first camera. That's my oh, very first wow. camera. Okay. That is Little, amazing. What, right? That's a that's an official Polaroid? This is a, an old Polaroid. It's called a Magic Cube. And um, you basically, it, it's film. And uh, it's just, and it has a little, you buy the little flashes. There were cubes and it set on top. And each time you took a picture, you burned oh, one. Oh, I remember that. It would spin, and right? It would turn, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you, boom, you could do four, and then you needed a new flash unit. I remember so, that one, yeah. Lone cry from the Canon gear that I'm using today, but, you know, it was that kind of stuff that, you know, that's why it's so important not to just tell kids, hey, don't touch this or don't touch that. She let me touch it. She let me touch the cameras. She let me push the buttons. And it completely amazed me to see images appear in front of me. And it, it, it captured my inner thoughts on th that this camera was more powerful than we really thought about. This camera was a time stopper. It could stop time. It was like a, a cool machine that was freezing time. That, that, I, I never let that go. I never let that thought go. And every time I see a photo to this day, and trust me, I have hundreds of thousands of them, I'm like, wow, we're still, we're stopping time. I'm catching time in an image. Um, and so that's what the bug was. And so, you know, as life went on, as I recently I did a photo shoot for my daughter and, and thought about how amazing it was to do that for her, um, I began to reflect on, I meant for this to be my career, but life didn't have it that way. Uh, one moment, this was going to be my goal. I was going to shoot high fashion photography all over the world. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, didn't, didn't, didn't quite work out that way. Uh, ended up kind of shifting into technology, my second love, which is now my first. Um, spent six years in the United States Air Force, developing that skill even further. Um, got out at a time when this new technology called cellular was being invented and was here in the very beginning of that up until modern day. And so, wow. although it transitioned, I made the photography and videography a passion that I would keep close to me and I've been able to just use it to document life all along the way. So I've done projects of all magnitudes. I've shot more weddings than I ever want to see. I've done CD covers and even album covers when they were making them. Um, really? Like, who, like, if you don't mind me asking, like, who yeah. was that that you... No name, no name <laughs> friends back in Ohio who had fans, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> None of them are around. <laughs> Well, I, I, I make none of the rappers made it. I make a joke that you know when, when I grew up, where everybody where we grew up, we all had a demo, including myself. We all. Oh, you already. I'd have heard your story. I know. And I was rapping, so I was letting other people use the camera to take my pictures. So <laughs> I'm on both sides of the camera. You, you had to, you know, we all had to have a demo. You weren't like you weren't you weren't in the you weren't in the world if you didn't have a demo. You ain't got no demo. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> then you were really doing something if you had like a reel or a that, oh, yeah. or a dat, right? You had to come on now. <laughs> like, oh, I got mine on that. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'm ready for the studio, boy. <laughs> yeah, so so that was the transition. You know, it's been it's been a it's been an amazing journey. Uh, I have been blessed to first of all 
make a living in both of the things that I love. And so therefore I've not worked in about 40 years, right? I've been able to make a good uh, living when I do photography to pay for all the very expensive things that I need with it. And then I've been blessed to truly live in this world called wireless, which is my true heart and passion and been able to make uh, a wonderful living and take care of my family and send all my kids to school and, and the whole nine yards. And so again, I haven't worked in 40 years and uh, I, I get up every day and get to do what I love doing. And I'm always on the cutting edge of wireless technology and that that's amazing, you know? Yeah, wireless. So I know you've heard the conspiracy conversations about the new technology 5G. with 5G. <laughs> I'm all in on 5G as a person who's got fiber optic stuff going on. I, I'm all in on it. But yeah. um, I'm sure you've heard the conspiracy about this. I've this heard the conspiracy. It, it created coronavirus. Yeah. Someone sent me a video like that. I was yeah. like, what is yeah. that? What does that mean? That can't be right. And yeah. then I had someone told someone who worked and says that if you're on a tower where they're putting 5G up, like if you're yeah. one of the workers on it, and yeah. if you're up there for too long, then that might have an effect if you were yeah. there for too long. But which I know you, you're going to be like, what's that? <laughs> All that stuff is a bunch may, of bunk. May I debunk just a little? <laughs> just like, <laughs> you know, here's the funny thing. And, and we've had the conversation even recently as someone brought it up. And I, I read all the, the nonsense that's online. You know, yeah. taking somebody who I got involved in cellular in 1987. Okay. Most of y'all didn't even know it existed. And just so you know, there were mobile phones before cellular. Yeah. And I've got them. I've collected well over 400 phones, okay? I have the first mobile phones. They weren't cellular. They were VHF radios. And it you took got, a year and a them, half to get a license. Some of those phones like that uh, Wesley Sipe had in New Jack City? You got some of those? Yeah, yeah. Before that even. Like, yeah, people think that was the first phone. That, that was all. If you were affordable carrying it, that was, that was 10 years after what we were doing. Michael Douglas and Wall Street, didn't he have a big one of them too? Yeah. I'm talking about a phone from the 1970s that you might have caught built in somebody's car in a big old ah. Cadillac that was on the floor and they picked it up. Oh. That was a mobile phone system long before cellular, for 20 years before cellular. I remember yeah. that. So they, they put some of those in some movies, but they got some pimps running around with them. There you go. Of course, they got <laughs> <any> pimps. <laughs> so, so that was the first phone systems. And I was fortunate enough as I got into technology to be a part of companies that were still doing those phone systems. They weren't very popular because A, the phone was $5,000. B, it took a year and a half to get a license from the FCC to even be able to operate it. And then within each city, there was a very limited amount of channels that the phone would even work on. But they were around for 20, 30 years, long before we had cellular. And then cellular came about, and I was there. And so I had an opportunity to, to partake in deploying some of the first phone systems, the first Motorola bricks that you're talking about, mm -hmm. uh, the first bag phones, so forth and so on. And then I spent 13 years at T-Mobile uh, in, in the early days from 2002 all the way up. Uh, once again, launching everything that we're probably using today, every smartphone, that's Blackberry, that's, that's the Palm Pilots, that's the Microsoft devices, Android devices right up to iPhones, and now anything in between, tablets and uh, you know, data devices. Um, and now I'm pretty much involved in the next evolution of wireless called IoT, the Internet of Things. 
where we are now connecting machines and other devices that communicate with each other. And then we take this information and we dump this into various cloud type environments and we do artificial intelligence and we can do predictive maintenance on things and know in advance if they're gonna break or we know the performance of something. Uh, we have this in your vehicles now. You've heard of smart cars that are coming, smart cities. This is technology where we're now embedding cellular into things in order to collect data in real time to improve those things. And so that's the big place that, that I have the, uh, the fortune of, of playing a major role today. I'm a director of solutions architect for a company called Sierra Wireless, and we build the cellular radios that power the internet of things. And that could be anything. It could be a child tracker, uh, a pet tracker. You wanna put a little GPS device on your pet and track it, that's, that's IoT, that's the internet of things. That's a thing that you're tracking something with that produces data, analytics, information on your phone, so forth and so on. So, that's the new world that we're in. And, I, and again, I, I wake up every day and, 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 get, and get the opportunity to do that and they pay. So That's don't pretty, give me I tell you, yeah. I am so into I, my, I guess my second love is technology. I've had technology mm -hmm. for forever. The, the, the description you just had of the dog with the chip. Yep. Reminded me when I was young, when I was younger and I, would, I was growing up in New York and I would go to the bus station. And it would be those dudes, that, these Israelites and these Muslim dudes who would hand out these pamphlets saying, yeah. the government's going to put a chip in your hand. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Well, the <laughs> chips do exist. They're using them for pay, pay, pay processing. Yeah. Uh, yep. They're going to put a chip in your hand. And I remember that. And quite frankly, I am not unopposed to being in what I, you know, I call it the matrix, right? So, yeah. like, people know, they're going to know where you and I are right now. Like right. Somebody want to know where the both of us were. It's, Absolutely. Footprint is everywhere. Absolutely. And for me, I'm totally okay because if I come up missing, I want somebody to know. Say, <laughs> <laughs> follow the digital path and find them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I ain't doing nothing wrong. So if I turn right. up missing, you'd be like, yeah, he was on the phone. He talked right. to me. He did that. He did that. I yeah. do not like for I don't want to be off the. I want to be off the grid. I'm okay with being yeah. on the grid. <laughs> <laughs> Even when, even when I traveled internationally, I'm totally okay with like, yo, let me do Wi-Fi here, let me text in, yeah. like, you know, VPN and all that. I'm like, I'm yeah. totally okay. Like, he was at the airport at five o'clock. Did you go? Did we know what was going on. These are the cameras we saw him on through the entire process. <laughs> That's right. right? Yeah. He yeah. looked at the camera. There you <laughs> right. go. I checked in. I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, is that kind of is that kind of world that we're in? And uh, you know, the creative juices for me always flow in that direction. You know, I am constantly looking at problem solving. Right? Um, it's not enough to simply create amazing technology uh, until you can connect the dots to where you go and solve problems. And like I tell people all the time, when you solve a problem uh, or solve the pain that you've uncovered for someone, the solution sells itself. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't need to sell you if I come to you and first of all, diagnose that you have pain in an area of your business. I have vending machines and I need to know how many 
sodas are in them and I have to physically send a guy out to go to each one of the 2,000 every week to count and determine how much soda I need to put back in there. If I wirelessly enable that to simply count every time you deposit one and constantly give me an update on how many are left, I know what to send the guy out with when he leaves the warehouse and there is no need to make a second trip. So it's that kind of simple stuff where we solve problems with this technology that drives the business. I tell you, you um, makes me think of something and I, I might've shared this in the past, but mm. I had a professor at Kennesaw State where I got one of my graduate degrees many years ago. He turned to me, he was sort of like a mentor coach and he says, hey, Winston, this is 15 years ago. And right. he was like, there's gonna be only two things that the world's gonna need in the next coming decades. He's like leadership and data. All day. <laughs> leadership. Twice on Sunday. Yeah. And, and everything to me, like when you look at all of the challenges that we are focused on today, yeah. those, those two principles solves yeah. or helps us to solve those things. Yeah. So we got poor leadership when it comes to the pandemic, but we got lots of good data. Got a lot of good data. <laughs> you just have enough sense to use it. That's right. So if you can't, you can't, you got to put them two things together. Because if you can use the data, if yeah. we have data from all over the planet Earth. We got yes, all sir. of this good data, but Catch we have poor life. leadership. You can't, it can't work. Yeah. And the same thing with the, with the police brutality. We got lots of good data about that as well. We got videos. We can, we can tell you why it's happening. We can tell you who's doing it. Some of those things, as I tell people all the time, Technology has already proven everything that needs to be proved. That's right. Technology for me galvanized the fact that it's an issue of the heart when it comes to police brutality. That's an issue of the heart. You don't fix that with technology. You expose it with technology. And I measure the difficulty to reverse it once I put the image in front of your face and prove for a fact that it's happening. I measure the difficulty level to change it is the actual direct is directly proportionate to the issues of the heart right if the difficulty level is a 10 that's just how rotten the hearts of people are because if i'm putting it in front of because see we we were able to blanket those kinds of injustices for years because it was your word against mine when the advent of this wonderful tool that i've been a part of called the smartphone put cameras on them and put all of that on prime time, and we still fight those same injustices, that's an issue of the heart, period. Because I can't make it any plainer to you as to what's happening. The real question is, are you willing to make the necessary changes systematically, as someone said, first and foremost, stop chasing individuals, find people who understand the system, and tear the system down. No, we get caught up pointing at that bad cop. It's not him. It's the system that allows him to exist. And so we have to go after systems and not people. I had some guys from my church. We all got together on a call like this, right? We were having a, like a men's group meeting. Yeah, I did one and, of those. Yeah, and the guys were talking, and some of the guys on in this men's group, they were Caucasian dudes. And so they were yeah. like, and they were like, so... Um, they, they turned to me and they said, so what's, what do you think we can do or what we can do? What, what's like the, the next step? And I said exactly what you said. I yeah. said, it's getting to a point where we might have to destroy in order to create. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, don't, I don't think that they took it well. And that's, yeah. their, that's their problem. Yeah, but yeah. I was, but I was just like, 
we have to, at this point, we just can't let these things keep going and then piecemealing these things. Yeah. Oh, we'll solve this thing like it's a little brush fire over here, over there. Yeah. At some point, systematically. Systematically. It's got to come. It's got to change. It's yeah. got to change. And, yeah. and in my opinion, the reaction, a lot of this stuff, including our current scenario with our president, is you use the word rotten heart. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the rotten heart is the overwhelming fear yeah. that lots of people in the world have. And not just fear of, of, like, of, of another group of people, mm-hmm. just general fear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, 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 we live on this little orb in the midst of this massive universe. And so they already got that fear. You know, yeah. but then but then they're afraid because they think this group of people are taking something from me, right? And I might not have enough resources for this, and so I'm a, I'm afraid of that. Yeah. And then if these group of people copulate and procreate with another group of people, then we don't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so they're afraid of that. <laughs> so they had that conversation <laughs> last night. <at> my house. <laughs> yeah. So they're afraid of that. Oh. Yeah. And then then and so we create like these made up walls of stuff, you yeah. know, in order to protect ourselves. But to me, a lot of times when I hear people on TV, it's like yeah. I'm hearing a bunch of people who are afraid of stuff. Yeah. Make America this or make this that. This populist ideals that you hear, these fascism that you hear, all of those things to me are based on fear that another group of people have. And they are. And, and first of all, it's a sad state of the world when we're driven by fear more than hope. Right. Both of those are energies that move you in a direction. That's right. Hope moves us in a very different direction than fear. Right. Fear kicks in self-preservation. Fear kicks in complete defensiveness. Fear kicks in at the end or on the other side of history. I want to make sure I'm on top. Hope kicks in empathy. Hope kicks in the, the willingness to understand and learn. Hope kicks in uh, uh, the idea that things can be better. And that's a totally different energy. Um, I believe that there is hope for us in this, though. And, and, and it comes back to the technology. As we look at even what is happening today, something very different is happening today, and uh, many people have spoken to it. It's not the first time white folks have gotten behind us. It's not the first time people of other ethnicities have stood up for us. But it is the first time at this level, with this quantity, that people have decided that it is time to move in a new direction. And here's the hope, the technology and the availability of the technology to research and learn and uncover the truth is unlike any other time in the history of mankind because of this. In the palm of our hands, we can research technology. I don't need to go through 50, uh, this is dating myself, Britannia encyclopedias to learn about something. You got it in your hand, right? In my (laughs) hand. I can challenge everything you say. I can validate everything you say. And number one, I can educate myself as to how did we get here? You got white people and brown people and yellow people and white people, black people included, finally 
getting the unadulterated truth that is not whitewashed and then beginning to make decisions based on that. And we've never had that type of power. You talk about data, that's the data that is now available that will change the minds and hearts of the next generation. So I got hope because of that. I got that same hope as we speak this week. Uh, John Lewis was, um, you know, his funeral was this week, and yeah, he's laid to rest because he's still here with us because his power it resides yeah. within us. And and then I was sitting there thinking about all the stuff that those guys did, you know, even before you and I were here on this earth. Yeah. Um, and they really focused on this power. Like yeah, they didn't have cell phones, but they had the power of right. their, their belief, and in my opinion, nonviolence is more powerful than anyone thinks it is. Because it's based on love. It's, it's based, based on, on love. love. It's based on that it's hope you was talking about. It's, it's based on that. So yeah. you cannot beat that, even though you physically might. Yeah. And so when I hear people, and black people, white people, whatever, thinking that violence is a way to solve things, right? You know, especially within our country. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't make sense. The reason, and one of the things that Barack Obama said that just stuck with me, he's always saying something that stick with you. Hmm. But he says that when we get close to that union, that John Lewis would be a, like a real founding father of the, the, that perfect union. Yeah. Because non, nonviolence is the way to go. And, and it is so interesting because these videos on these cameras are, to your point, is illuminating that fact. Yeah. Violence ain't solve a daggone thing. It didn't solve anything in my life yeah. not that I know of. Um, yeah. And I, um, Other than feel good in the moment. And you have to remember, the technology was the actual pivoting point that made the civil rights movement work. You have to remember, Dr. King was very keenly aware of the power of something called television. Keenly aware that if you get what is happening on television, it will change the actual story and narrative because people will see for themselves, not hear, did you hear what happened in Birmingham? Did you hear what happened in Atlanta? They will see. So they made it their business to draw attention to get television there when they did those marches and then let the story play out. We sit peacefully, we pray peacefully and they beat us. That was technology driving the change that got us to this point. You know, I heard somebody say, in the midst of everything we're going through, and this is true, we cannot forget how far we've come. You and I are the absolute profound dreams of our forefathers. There's no Think about that. that. Yeah. The profound dreams of our great, great, great ancestors, they can't, they couldn't fathom us in our worst day in America, living the way we do, having the freedoms that we have. If you forget that, then you get caught up in the right now, and, and that's almost like not getting up thanking God for just what you got. We got to get up every day and remember, you're still standing on the shoulders of generations of people who prayed for this to even be a reality. They were, they were settled for this, because this is living a dream to them. But we have a lot of work to do to move forward, so you got to do both. You got to be appreciative of where we are, you got to know that somebody paid this price, and then because of it, to whom much is given, much is required. That's we right. didn't get here on our own, and our children won't get to the next level, so we have to now 
put in the same work in a different manner that our ancestors put in by, by any means that they could, right? All of them couldn't have the vocal powers that we had today because they'd all been killed, but they figured that out. The love movement that we're talking about, that was about survival. Can you imagine what the civil rights movement would have been if the Black Panthers would have run it? I love what they were about, but the method that they were trying to take they would have annihilated us. They would have, the U.S. government would have annihilated black people. We that's didn't have the ability. Non, that's why nonviolence is so powerful, right? That's why it's so powerful. It transitions. We're 13 to 15% of the, of the U.S. population, but our Correct. power within that Correct. way, way beyond it. Way beyond and, it. And I tell you, I, I agree with everything you said. And, and I've said this, and I know some people look at me cross-eyed. I was like, in the history of mankind, in my opinion, these are the good old days. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So when people are like, oh, yeah, we can go back to the good old days, whatever they nah. think the good old days were, nah. it doesn't matter whether you're black or white because ain't none of them yeah. good old days as good as this day. That's right. <laughs> they just, just Yeah, yep. that's aren't. true. A hundred years true. ago, people, me and your age, would probably not be around. We already our life expectancy wasn't to get to the, the where today where it's like 80 years old or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, that's true. Every moment is a moment of gratitude. Yeah. And at the same time, what you said just hit me is such a, is a great comment. We just always have to be in this continuous improvement mode. Always. 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 And it starts with loving every daggone person that you see first. Yeah. People and don't need this. No that goes for everybody. Yeah. 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 No qualifiers to love a person. Just say, hey, dude, I love to you. choose, to simply choose, because God gave you choice to choose. Yeah. To choose right over with, with happiness. People are like, oh, I got to do all this stuff and then I'll be happy. Yeah. Um, what? I'm happy right now. Right now. The stuff to work on, but I'm still happy now. Because the power, you choose. The power to do the thing comes from the choice. Yeah, man. There is no criteria for those kind of things. Yeah, man. I love this conversation. Yeah. yeah. I, I it is. do. And I hope that it people is. are hearing what we're talking about and the fact that the creativity that is coming out of each one of our spirits is real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't suppress it. When you feel it, do something. Mm-hmm. Take a picture. Write something. You know, there's, there's something very profound about this year. Uh, and I think we'll all ultimately, as we've already said, we're going to be changed forever because of it. But we need to know that right now, transitional things are happening. Transformation is happening in the year 2020 like no other time, maybe in mankind, but definitely in the last few centuries. And so we need to be constantly at this place of be still. Look around you. Think about what's happening. Everything is unprecedented, right? Everything is like, oh my God, this is never in the history, right? How many times have you had just multiple things in the road be the first time ever in the history? Man, that's what's going on. And if you don't, if you don't pause and go, wow, that just happened, then you just this becomes the norm. And you and I promise you, there's never gonna be a year like 2020. Never, never, never right? So the transformation is happening. I tell people all the time as well, stop panicking as we look at our economy. The economy didn't die. The economy moved. It shifted. The money didn't go anywhere. The money shifted. 
The question is, are you paused long enough to figure out where it went, to get on top of it, and ride it? There are billionaires being made around the world, millionaires being made right here in this country because they paused and they said, ooh, it's, it's going to go from here to there. Oh, we're not going to do this anymore. We're going to do that. Uh, I, I'm going to find companies to invest in that are shifting from here to there. You know, if we're not doing that, then we're running around with our hair on fire with missing. That's one of the, 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 the most ingenious things about this country. So yeah. we, we know we've got flaws and all of these things that we, we've talked about. But what it does do, in my opinion, in the history of mankind, it allows me and you, like, if we don't like what we're doing, like, right now, yeah, we tomorrow can we can just go and do something else. We, can we, might not get, we might not get paid for it, but we can at least make that decision. Hey. You know, in the history of mankind, for most of the time, people, when they were born, their whole life was predetermined. It was what it was. What, what, what was going to happen? They knew which caste they were going to be in as soon as they were born, before they even uttered a word. Yeah. And so now we're living in this moment. And I think it's up to us. And 2020 is definitely going to be a challenging year. Yes, it is. We're, you know, as we are recording this conversation, it's the first day of the eighth month. But I think for the first time mm-hmm. ever, it's felt like a long year. Yeah, it did. Most years go by like this. This ain't yeah. one of them years. Well, I'm going to say this. It was the longest, shortest year ever. Okay. It is the eighth month. And I remember waking up tripping about COVID. I just want you to know that was January, okay? So, so it's been a long and short year because it's gone already. Summer ends in another month. Most of us couldn't even really take summer vacations because COVID put a damper on that or we just didn't know what to do or where to do. But it's been just that kind of crazy, amazing year on all aspects. And uh, I think that the best thing that any of us should be able to get out of this is some kind of way we should all have improved on self this year, either because you were forced, because your job changed and you had some downtime, or you kept your job and you went to working from home, which you've never been, or the whole world shut down and you couldn't do stuff. Everybody has had some time to think this year. The question is, what have you done with it? Yeah, I share this thing that, you know, people were, where we had a family reunion. Mm. And I was saying to myself, we have been fighting for years. Like, when to have a family reunion? Yeah. Where's it going to be? How's it going to be? How's it going to be this, that, and the other? Yeah, like we all home now. Why don't we just do it now? <laughs> Why don't we just do it now? And comes and to find out. out, we comes to find out we have a 105 year old great grandmother wow. alive, and that would have totally not come about if we didn't take this moment in time. Yeah, actually say, you know what the heck? Let's yeah. get together and let's talk about who we are now. now. Let's just do it now. There, you're right. There are so many opportunities in this yeah. moment. Yeah, to think about There's so many ways to improve. You know, I had a story that I wrote many years ago and had a workshop for it and rewrote it in a mm. couple of months on top of all the other stuff I got going on. Right. Because this moment has given us this opportunity. No doubt. This no conversation doubt. you and I are having, we may not have had it. Oh, we might have, we might have had it like in a phone call conversation or in a typical podcasting yeah. like that you would do um, as opposed to like, why don't we just get on a call and just chop it up for the world? Why don't we just That's do it right. now? 
That's right. Right now. We just that should things? be it too. That should be the that should be the model this year. 2020 now. Right? It's That's now because right. A, some of us ain't gonna see 2021. Okay. Let's be real. And then the rest of it is again, I don't think we ever gonna see things change this hard, this dramatic in the rest of our lifetimes. And these changes, this is the other one, and we've talked about it, everybody talks about it. These changes present the new norm. So I tell people, stop wasting your time longing for, man, I can't wait till the world go back the way it was. It ain't going It ain't going back. It's never going back. It ain't going back, bro. 2019 is over. (laughs) It's over, bro. And you will always say before and after COVID-19, before and after 2020. It ain't going back. That's right. You know, new world, new world, and not necessarily a bad thing. Guess what? Everybody needs a fresh start. Hell, we all just got one. Now, what you gonna do with it? Right. Right. We should take the lesson of those people who have sacrificed this year, which is a bit absolutely, absolutely. You know, those people shouldn't have sacrificed in vain. They sacrificed, and so we can do something about it. So that you can stay here and remain and exist and do something different. That's right. They didn't sacrifice for no reason just because they caught that invisible demon. Yeah. They are yeah. trying to give us the lesson of this yeah. is that we need to come together and we need to do something together. And do better. That's right. You know, I think uh, the, 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 the best thing that we can do, uh, I, I think I put a little statement, uh, a little post up the other day that said, you know, make uh, something about make yourself great again let's make ourselves great again and the country will take care of itself right let's make ourselves great again and the country will take care of itself so that's the man in the mirror concept if there was ever a time again to take a step back and say what can i do differently because that's where it starts you know going out to change the world man that's a that's a lot of work how about i just start with me that's right. My world is enough to keep me busy 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365. So mm-hmm. is yours. That's how much improvement all of us could do and mm-hmm. still not be able to come next to Jesus, the, mo- the only man that was perfect. So we got enough to do just working on self. And this is the time to do that. That's right. This is the time to do Every that. Every single person can. I, and, Every um, single person. You know, and I always believe that when we are doing these things, Every time we do that, and when we're creative, those are moments when the spirit that we've been given yeah. by our God is exemplifying itself or is, is giving us an example. No doubt. There's a reason why we're different than a dog or a cat That's right. or an lion is because we got that spirit imbued with us that tells us that we should do something. That's right. So whether that's creating something or helping somebody out, which is a form of creation, we should do it because that's the spirit within us. It's that My brother, I'm going to tell you, I love you. You are a phenomenal brother. I appreciate you as well, sir. It's been an amazing journey, an amazing friendship. And um, I really appreciate I'm, it. I'm definitely glad to be in space. If somebody wants to connect with you, how could they do that? So I am on LinkedIn, of course. Um, uh, Terrence, and you know, a lot of times you'll see see my name is Terrence T.C. Caston. But uh, uh, yeah, Terrence, T-E-R-E-N-C-E, Caston, C-A-S-T-O-N. Um, they got to remember the one hour part, right? You that's know. right. It's the one hour thing. Um, I'm sure if you, you Google me or Google that name, that'll come up as well. And then my email address, if anybody wants to just hit me, is T 
Caston, C-A-S, like Sam, T-O-N, 1225 uh, at Gmail. Um, those are two of the best ways. I am about to um, get into a little more consulting work. I'm actually trying this service out. Have you, have you, are you familiar with Advisory Cloud? Mm, no. Advisory I'm... Cloud is a, you know, it's a consulting kind of platform. So I'm not giving a shout out to them by any means right now, y'all. Uh, I got I got kind of turned on to them. I'm in some conversations with them. They actually post your actual uh, profiles. They connect you with startups to be involved in from a board member perspective. They uh, they get you promoted in terms of doing consulting work. So I'm exploring it. I'm checking it out. Advisory uh, cloud, you call it. Yeah. Advisory cloud. Again, not an endorsement yet. I'm, See me in, if you really want to know about it, holler at your boy in about 90 days. I'm going to give it a 90-day run. Uh, I'm meeting with them on Monday, but I'll have a full profile up uh, shortly in terms of what I do and, and the kinds of services that I provide from a technology perspective if anyone uh, is ever interested in that. So that's oh, the other. That, that is awesome, man. And mm -hmm. I know people will want to definitely plug into what you're doing. Yeah. Last question. And yes, sir. I think you got a good answer for this, and but it's 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 intense. So, somebody comes up to you and they say, "T, I once was creative, or I want to be more creative, but I don't know where to start. I'm afraid. I don't know where to go. I don't know what the first step is." Mm. And, you're, and you're having that conversation with them, and you're going to give them one word and then some guidance. So, what is that to that person? Um. It's not one word. I got to give you a few words, but it's know thyself. Know thyself. Creativity starts from within. I can't get it from this guy or that guy or this thing. It's first knowing me at the deepest levels that allows me to connect to the thing or the creativity that I'm going to be a part of. So it is absolutely about knowing thyself. Now, unfortunately, we find ourselves at different points in life. And that's why you shouldn't be worried about what somebody else is doing. Your time clock is your clock. Just like the watch on your arm, that's your time. That's nobody else's time, that's your time. Some of you guys figure that out at 10 years of age. Some of you figure it out at 30. Some of you figure it out at 40 and 50. They say, oh, Colonel Sanders from KFC, I think this dude was 70 years old before he decided to do KFC, right? Mm -hmm. So you're on no one's time but yours, but there should be an active pursuit of the man in the mirror to discover yourself. That is where you will find all of the other jewels that allow you to create. That, that's where it's at. It, it, it starts from within. And the sooner you detect that, the better. And it's okay in terms of that timeline. It's okay. Great to have you, man. I yep. appreciate you so much. Everyone that's out there, the Creativity Cocktail, powered by Rising Tides Charity, is so grateful for T for showing up today, Terrence. And um, if you are out there struggling with your own personal creativity, please heed the words that our brother shared today. Please take a moment and listen to it. And please get involved. Subscribe to us. Give us comments. There's so many ways to get involved with what we're doing. And we're all doing it because we know that 
the creativity that's within us unleashes our capacity. Good the stuff. more we do that, we know that we're giving more and we can give more to everything and everyone around us. So again, thank you, brother. Appreciate you. <laughs> Always. Thank you for joining us today. Remember, God has given you the ability to create abundance and beauty in this world. Every moment is perfect and you are perfect. Join us on the Creative Circle on Facebook and our Creatives community via our website to receive exclusive productivity and creativity content. We are on all social media platforms uh, and as the Rising Tides charity, and we hope that you will share with us a bit about who you are and what you're going through. Again, thank you for joining us today on the Creativity Cocktail powered by Rising Tides Charity.